babes. It is Lala Kent, fresh off of the week-long, I guess, right? Vanderpump Rules airs on Wednesdays. Yes. So this is where it gets a little tricky because I want to give you guys the recap in real time, but I can't fill you in on episodes that are airing tonight when they haven't aired yet because that means that I get an email from Bravo. So what we're going to start doing is I'm going to recap last week's episode to just kind of get you in the mood for tonight. It's kind of like a little foreplay, which is always the most fun. Always the most fun. And also, this is exciting because if you have questions about the episode, now you basically have a week or like let's say five to six days to DM the podcast. Yes. And just sort of, like I said, we get a, a lot of DMs. So so the first thing you put in the DM is just like VPR question. And then I'll be able to sort through and see which ones have to do with the episode. Did you watch, Jess? Obviously. Okay, you guys, I have to say, can I give my honest opinion? Always. Okay. The first few minutes, I was like, huh, okay. We're setting it up. This is cool. Like, I'm not overly stimulated. But again, it's just like we're setting it up. Literally, I think it was like by minute seven, hooked. 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 I know. Loved it. Loved the looks. You've never looked better, in my opinion. Thank you. Stunning, stunning, stunning. Everyone looked so chic and just like it seems like everyone's such an individual and they like, even though some people are struggling with their identity, like overall, it seems like everyone is like strong and knows themselves and like, this is what I'm doing. And I love that you get that from the first episode because yeah. as the season goes on, you see like, oh shit. Some of these folks haven't found themselves. <gasps> like they've really lost their fucking minds. Someone call they mama. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw the teaser for I think next episode or at least the season and I, I got a hint of like, oh, okay. But it feels so exciting. I'm, I want to get all of your thoughts on it. But I do want to ask, because again, we've gotten so many DMs, and just to get ahead of these questions, where is the um, the like lavender color pajama set from? It's by Shady Lady. Okay, the one with the dogs, you guys. Yeah, with the blinged out Dobermans. Yes. I found it at Nordstrom, and I was obsessed with it. And now I just go on and buy, like I have a ton of their pajamas that are basically the same style, but like one has $100 bills all over it. And I wear them out. Yeah. Like they're too cute to just be sleeping in. No, they're so cute. Right. But I want to get your thoughts because I also watch Watch What Happens Live and I got a little. What a, a fucking snooze. Triggered. Right? <laughs> God. I was like, what? Well, the you fuck know, is Katie going and I were supposed to do that first. I know. I do. But know. we weren't getting along. I so know. we both were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so let me hear your thoughts. Again, I know it's been a week and I did hear. That it was one of like the most viewed television shows. Out of 150 cable shows, mm -hmm. we were number eight. And the only thing above us was news and sports. That's so, congrats. Mostly basketball. Congrats to all of you. I think we killed it. Now, watching it again, I got, so before the episode aired, I watched last year's reunion and I got so fucking triggered by it. Just seeing that I'm in such a different place and but also like it takes you back to the very beginning of everything that had happened and it I started like going into a panic and I had to remind myself, you're not there anymore, babe. 
-hmm. You're not there. Let this be a reminder that you you were swimming. You swam, bitch. We swimming. (laughs) Yes. You know? Yes. Like to see how far I've come in in a year is like very I hope that it's inspiring for other people to know that like we all possess that strength. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the episode. I was hooked the second that Raquel and Peter started talking because that relationship or whatever the fuck it is reminds me I'm not into drugs. I've never done drugs, but it reminds me of like maybe taking a hit of something that like slows you down. <laughs> Whoa, not true. <laughs> Wait, elaborate on this. I just feel like when I watch them, I took a hit of something yeah. that like really slows me down mentally. That's a great comparison. <laughs> I'm going to sit down. <laughs> like it was so cringy. Yeah. And amazing. This is so fun because I feel like I'm a viewer, but also a part of it. But I'm always going to have my own back. So if you're thinking that I'm going to like, actually, no, I am going to. When I need to throw shade at myself, I definitely will because there were cringy moments. Anyway, Raquel and Peter, awkward, awesome, fucking loved it. Also a strange moment, Raquel and Allie talking. That was also very (laughs) weird. I felt like Allie was kind of trying to like, play herself down like yeah yeah it was like can we elevate this conversation like just a little bit Raquel good for you yes girl I was like remind me to never have you as my hype bitch (laughs) like crawl in a hole was that actually this um brings me to a question was that the first time you had ever met Allie I had met her before, but okay. it was at a party and it was very um, like loud and chaotic. So I briefly said hi to her. This was like the first time that I met her and sat down and talked to her. And what drives me so crazy, which I also love about Vanderpump Rules, I had said to someone before I met Allie ever that James loves a thin-lipped bitch. All right. Raquel was, I was, Allie is. And then I see her, by the way, the person I said this to was like, that's so funny. I'm going to put that in her interview bite. Okay, so you said this before you ever met Allie. Right, but they played it as like I was some catty bitch. Ah. So at the premiere party, I was like, Rick, or, uh, Allie, I really hope I didn't offend you. Like she was like, I thought it was really, really fucking funny. I go, okay, I just want you to know, like if you go into interviews and you got to throw shade at me, like I got it. It's easy to do, do your thing. Like I felt bad because I'm sitting there saying, I was actually shocked. I'm like, wow, this bitch actually has like some full fucking list. <laughs> I thought it was funny, obviously. I usually never pull that card. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, You're, no, this yeah. is, what happened? But you had never met, okay, got it. And I'd then, never met her and I was mm-hmm. very impressed by her big lips. <laughs> like, holy shit, lucky. Where I was cringing for myself is and I know this is what I was talking about before the season aired is I think a lot of my past behavior and things that I have said are going to clash with who I am now mm-hmm. that scene of me with Stasi talking about role playing was one of the most cringy moments I've ever seen of myself I couldn't even watch it I fast forwarded through that part because 
Number one, what an ignorant thing to say when there's women out here who have been a part of things like that and it has scarred them for life. So for me to make such a stupid comment like that or talk about things like that, in my mind back then, it's like if your husband's a gynecologist and you're like, ooh, inspect my vagina, you know, like role playing. I just, I never in a million years thought that I would come in contact with someone like my ex. I thought I watched those people on 2020 and it was like, those are just people you see on TV. They're not people that you actually ever meet. Right. So that's where I'm going to struggle this season is watching flashbacks because I know that editors will have a heyday, but I just, I go back into like, wow, you stupid, stupid girl. I hear you. I wish you didn't because like we've talked about a million times before on this podcast, Everybody grows. Everybody changes. Like you said, you don't, you barely even know the mindset of that person in that moment, in that scene. You're like, who is that? What is she even saying? What's going on? So I hope that you don't, that it doesn't like get you down when you see stuff like that. But I totally understand what you're saying. And that is going to be hard for you to see. I will be fast forwarding through the, like, I don't need anyone to remind me. I know the things I've said and done in my past that I'm not proud of. And I always say, like, I don't live in regret because i that's how I get to where I am now. Yes, that's how I feel, but I don't need to relive the moments. Right. At right. all. You don't need to take me back. I don't want to watch. You guys, it is finally shorts and t-shirt weather. My favorite kind of weather. Time to put the jackets and sweaters in the back of the closet where they belong. And if you're like me, I know you want to update your look for the summer. But you don't want to break the bank in the process. That's where Quince comes in. Thanks to Quince, I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking so chic all summer long. Quince has premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts starting at just $30. And this is my favorite part. All Quince items are 50 to 80% less than many similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes all those savings on to us. I am wearing my Quince cashmere tee again today, and I have no shame. I got the cream color. It's so soft. It's so comfy, so chic, almost as soft as the Quince waffle towels that I got to put in Palm Springs. We all are obsessed with those towels. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Lala for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lala to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lala. Zero dollar delivery fees. I bet that made you listen. Yes, I said zero dollar delivery fees. That's what you get when you dash pass by DoorDash. And if you don't know what dash pass is, I'm about to change your world. Dash Pass is an exclusive membership that gets you unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders, along with members-only deals and discounts. Dash Pass is the most affordable way to get food from your favorite restaurants or groceries or whatever else you need delivered right to your front door. Dash Pass basically pays for itself in two orders on average. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, all for just $9.99 per month. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass, $0 delivery fees, and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for DashPass today 
only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. So I did see some things that Tom Sandoval and Mm -hmm. Tom Schwartz said that I was actually really taken aback by and surprised by and like, disgusted by Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm just gonna i think you're not the only one i think a lot of people felt that same way tom schwartz i've just gone to the point with him where it's like i know that like you're comfortable not standing for shit Mm -hmm. that's just who you are you know yes even on watch what happens live he's like no regrets i regret hurting katie's feelings but i don't regret the act and it's like make up your goddamn mind that's what pushed it over for me because there was something where I watched the episode and I had to say like, okay, this was at a certain time when maybe everyone didn't know everything or some things hadn't come out yet, whatever. But it was after on Watch What Happens Live, certain things that Schwartz said where I was like, oh. Well, that's live. That's in real time. That's why I was like, ooh, I, ooh. No, we're like so, a yeah. lot of allegations and shit beyond where we were back then. And keep in mind, like I said to him in scene, I would never have anyone pick a side over some cheating. Mm-hmm. All right? Like, I'm a grown-ass woman. I can get over that. What I have been dealing with, we can all read between the lines on why I am where I am now. Okay? So I've made it very clear, this is where I stand. And for you to say that I'm bringing my friends together on a rooftop, I, I think of them all as family. That was a safe place. Me saying, I don't want to have to explain this a million different times because I'm broken. You know, Jess, you were there. Mm-hmm. I was broken and needing to crawl into the fetal position and couldn't. Knew that I was going into the fight of my life for my child's life. So when I called you onto the rooftop, that was anything but an ego. That was me at my most humbled state of saying, you guys have been there for me through a lot of shit. And this is where I'm at and I need you. It was no more complex than that. And him saying, I'm going through a divorce, like my heart breaks for my friends, right? I don't ever want to see that happen. But for you to say, I'm dealing with my own shit, I can't care about yours. Well, guess what, bitch? I'm dealing with my own shit, so I don't give a fuck about yours. Yeah. But I don't see that from you either. I'm sitting here and, you but know. But it gets we'll me see. hyped like yes. that. If you're going to say that you're going through your own shit so you can't care about mine, well, then guess what? I can't give a fuck about yours. Because if we really want to play dirty, welcome to America. A lot of people get divorced. Mm-hmm. If we want to play dirty, welcome to my life. My dad died. All right? I I've still, I want to be there for you. But if you're going to throw jabs, so that's where I was at in the moment. Granted, Schwartzy and I have come a very long way. Mm-hmm. So I want to r- remind everyone that when I'm talking about this stuff, I want, I'm want i directing it strictly to how I felt about the episode in that time of filming. Yes, and I hope we see throughout the season maybe some evolving of your relationship because, yeah, it, we'll see though. You know me, Jess. I really, like, Not, you tell me I'm so sorry yes. and I'm like, okay, clean <laughs> slate, love you. Yes. <laughs> Yes, but I, uh, yeah. I'm going to have a hard time shaking off Tom Sandoval's comments. Yeah, and we'll see where that leads you. Because throughout the... Were you surprised or is this something we may get throughout the season? Were you surprised to see those comments from him? From Sandoval? Yeah. Well, for you to say, basically make a comment about me bringing a child into this world, the biggest blessing of life 
it for me is just like you're just so far up your own ass like go get drunk again go like get stoned and do your fucking lights and like take your drugs I don't give up like you live in fairy tale fucking land this is real life so for you to try and talk about things that people go through you don't get that right you talk about my kid or anyone else's kid I'm gonna fucking cut you I draw the line don't bring my kid into this yeah you can talk about how stupid I am all day long but when you say when you tie that into to and bring a child into this world that is where I burn you yeah and on that, on a more positive note, Sheena and Katie, like the vibe of having your back throughout the episode. Like I saw the little looks Sheena gave when the Tom, you, I forget which one it was, but Tom, one of the Toms was like discussing what he, oh, Tom Schwartz was saying like how, what he did and why you were upset. And Sheena was like, no, no, no. Like kind of. So I love that. I love like the girls sticking together. If you, me too. But this is why I feel safe with women right now. I just, women mm-hmm. are my safe zone. Yeah. When I see anyone not think anything about what's been written, an expose that these journalists poured their heart and souls into, you can just tell by the writing, you not think much of it. Now I'm questioning your character. And him saying, I'll watch Robin's life. I just hope it's not true. Bro, wake up. And the ring. Andy's like, I think she would know about her own ring. I'm like, wake up, John. Hello. Yeah, we're way past that. I'm like, think- <laughs> that was wild. Can someone check, like, Schwartz's pulse? Like, is he actually a living, breathing person with a brain? Because right now, I don't know. Well, all in all, I'm really fucking pumped for this season. Like, I'm so excited. Are you? Are you nervous? I know with everything you just said overall, is it like half and half? How are you feeling? It's not half and half. I'm thrilled because, again, I'm a huge fan of reality TV. Right. And I think that it's just going to be fantastic. I've heard everyone's thrilled with the first episode. So I want to thank you all for watching. So on that note, (laughs) because we are in Valentine's Day mode, and I know people get triggered by this time of year because they think it's for just lovers. My little brother's birthday is February 14th. So for me, Valentine's Day was always just like celebrating like my other half, my brother. Mm -hmm. I never thought of it any other way. And I thought it would be really special because Ocean is getting older. And I really want to have her develop a healthy relationship with animals. I need her to know that like love can come in many different forms And love can be expressed without any communication at all. So I took her to the farm sanctuary. And basically, this sanctuary has animals from slaughterhouses, um, like uh, petting, what is it called? A petting petting zoo? zoo? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I came in contact with the sanctuary. They're one of the first sanctuaries that took farm animals. Like that was their thing. You usually see a lot of sanctuaries when it comes to like big cats or, you know, like, you know, marine life. Mm -hmm. Not many people talk about farm animal sanctuaries. So I take Ocean and I was inspired. I really just watching her with these animals was so beautiful. And I thought, even though I want to talk to you guys all day long about Vanderpump Rules, I need everyone to remember that we we need to share love and positivity. So after I drag all these motherfuckers, <laughs> I'm going to woosah 
into this next segment. I have Chloe from the Farm Sanctuary to tell you guys a little bit about what this sanctuary is about, how you donate, how you share some love. And I'm super excited, so I hope you enjoy it. So I have two game changers to share with you when it comes to upping your glam game. I am totally obsessed with Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress Press On False Eyelashes because I'm very into just easy right now and anyone can do it. You are going to love them just as much as I do. Both require zero glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes. There's also no annoying dry time. And the best part, zero mess. One step and you're done. The lash style options are endless, and there are so many on-trend nails to choose from. Impress, no glue manis, and press-on falsies are the easiest and fastest way to upgrade your look in just minutes. The press-on falsies have a unique under-lash application for a totally seamless look and are made with an exclusive self-stick technology that keeps them secure for up to 24 hours. The Impress Mannies have a patented super hold adhesive for up to seven days secure hold. And that's perfect for all of you busy mamas out there who don't have a lot of time to spend on glam but want to look your best. I completely get it. Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress No Glue Press on Falsies are absolutely a beauty must. You need to try them right now. So get yours today at impressbeauty.com slash lala. And use code LALA at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. That's impressbeauty.com slash LALA and use code LALA at checkout for 25% off. Okay, I really hope my mom Lisa is not listening to this episode because I'm about to tell you what I got her for Mama's Day. It is her very own original song. She is going to flip. Song Finch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, it's personal, and it lasts forever. I went to songfinch.com. It asked me to pick a genre, and my mom loves country, so I picked country for Lisa. It asked me to describe what I love about her and to share some memories, so I said she's an amazing Gigi to Ocean, and she's such a force as a mother. I can't imagine my life today without her. And then I chose to be matched up with an artist and Song Finch gave me a few to choose from. I could see pictures of them and also hear a sample of their music. So I picked this amazing acoustic artist from Nashville with an unbelievable voice. I can't wait to hear the song he creates. So whether your song is for Mother's Day, a birthday, an upcoming graduation or wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care. Start your song right now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. For a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song for free so you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash lala and start your song. Again, my URL is songfinch.com slash lala. Don't forget to share your song with us too. That's songfinch.com slash Lala. Hello, my loves, my little animal lovers. I just had the best experience ever. Thank you, Chloe, for having us. We are at the farm sanctuary. I mean, Ocean had the best time ever, by oh, the way. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for having us. Can you give my friends, that's what I call my listeners, yeah. my friends, just a little bit of background on what the farm sanctuary is and what you guys do. These animals have incredible stories. Yeah, they so, certainly do. 
share with us? Oh, I love. First of all, I'm so I'm so honored that you all were able to come and join us today. I had such a good time showing you around and showing you the residents and um, yeah, and sharing their stories with you because they really are just so moving. Uh, so Farm Sanctuary is the nation's first farm animal rescue, and it's one of the leading farm animal protection organizations. Uh, we have two sanctuaries, one in Watkins Glen, New York. It's about 300 acres. And here we have a smaller sanctuary just wow. outside of Los Angeles that you got to experience today. Um, and combined, the sanctuaries have rescued thousands of animals over the years. We've placed thousands more in loving homes through our farm animal adoption network. Um, and we also do advocacy work and education work um, around the issues of this unjust, unsustainable food system that we have. And try to fight the disastrous effects of animal agriculture on the animals, of course, but also on the environment, social justice, and public health. Well, I want to thank you so much for what you all do and allowing us to come here. I mean, a lot of these animals, they're like little survivors. They are. But you also taught me about one of the pigs yeah. came from like a petting zoo. Yeah. And I feel like so often like we go and do these things that we think are so cute and fun and mm -hmm. we really don't even realize like what's going on behind the scenes. Which pig was it? Junip. Junip. Yeah, Junip. Can you share that story? Because I think I'd a lot of people to. think that like petting zoos are so fun. Yeah. They ain't that fun though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They end up not being that fun for, for a lot of the animals who are right. who, who are there. So um, it, yeah, it, it wasn't until her rescue that a lot of us at Farm Sanctuary even understood how petting zoos will, will commonly operate. So what happened was um, two women went to go visit the petting zoo um, and they and they discovered that the runt of the litter was not getting enough nutrients. She was being bullied out of nursing by her siblings. Um, so they asked if they could foster her and help her grow to be healthier. And the, and the petting zoo owner said yes. Um, so they took her in and then they, you know, cared for her and loved her for a few months and she was getting bigger and stronger. And then they learned that this petting zoo, like a lot of petting zoos, will actually lease a pregnant animal from a farm. Um, and then they'll have those ad adorable babies to, to you know, um, to use during the season. But then at the end of the season, they're not going to have use for those animals anymore. And by, you know, the time that next year rolls around, they're going to be too too big for people to want to you know, take pictures with them. So they will give the animals back to the farm and they will then meet whatever fate they were meant to meet in the first place. So, uh, you know, in the case for these pigs, they were just going to be slaughtered. And those women did not want that to happen to, to this piglet that they had fallen in love with. So they asked if they could rescue her instead and take her to a sanctuary. The owner said yes. And that's how she wound up here. She's very sexy, too. She, she is, she's a gorgeous, gorgeous girl. <laughs> there was also one pig. I wish that you guys were all here to like witness what we saw today because these animals are so fabulous. Ocean had so much joy in her eyes. And we met a pig who whose <laughs> name was Lisa. And I made the joke of the resemblance was uncanny with my mom but only because of this chloe i was not putting lisa's her to gorgeous shame. lisa's gorgeous lisa's gorgeous she was sleeping like a rock uh -huh. and snoring <laughs> yeah. and ocean was obsessed with her i just think it's incredible that this is the first like farm sanctuary because yeah. most most sanctuaries are what yeah so i you know, the sanctuaries that existed before we existed, they mainly rescued, you know, different species of animals, ones that you wouldn't commonly find in our food system. Like a lot of yeah. exotic Ag animals. Yeah, exotic animals or dogs and cats and, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we have had a couple people on the podcast that they rescue big cats or yes, like their cool. mission is to empty the tanks. This really was. And when Jessica brought you guys to me, I was like, oh, my gosh. Number one, we have to go there. Number two, this is amazing. And 
I have to say, you guys have some celebrity cows. We at do. The, at this farm sanctuary. Anyone who watches the news or just is on mm -hmm. social media, like you said, like a year ago, right, Chloe? Yeah, yeah, it was about a year and a half ago this happened. Yeah. The, the cow story. Yeah. Please tell yeah, I'd love her, to tell I you saw this. Yes, yes. <laughs> a lot of people did, and people still to this day come and ask to see those cows. So I'd, I'd love to share this story. Um, so it was about a year and a half ago. It was June 2021. There, There is a big beef processing place so like a cow slaughterhouse in um pico rivera i think uh, just about 10 minutes south of downtown la about okay. and a gate was left open there and 40 cows escaped and they were running around the streets and it obviously garnered a lot of attention because it's very unusual to see a herd of cows running in an urban area and people are getting their phones out and sending videos and you know photos to the media um and the workers and animal control and police and stuff were, were rounding up all the cows to send them back to the slaughterhouse to be killed, right? But there was one cow that they couldn't capture for more than 24 hours. She was incredibly fast. She was smart. She was just outrunning them, outsmarting them. Um, and it took them, you know, over a day to finally capture her. And when they finally did, it was it was heartbreaking to watch because, you know, people got it on their phones, these, these videos of her um, fighting for her life. Mm. And, you know, she was, she, she clearly understood, you know, the ground of the situation she was in um, and it broke people's hearts so um, people all around the country asked for her to, to be released to a sanctuary and that's how she wound up here we were so thrilled to take her in and then a week later we get a call that there was another cow that they had discovered in a park 12 miles away from the slaughterhouse so she had walked from the slaughterhouse 12 miles to a park and had been in hiding there for about eight days um, she was living underneath a bridge there and was dehydrated and starving and terrified. We got her as well. Um, we named the first cow June and the second cow we named her Susan and moved them in together. Um, I love the name. I know. They're precious. We moved them in together to this uh, like back pasture that we have that's away from from all the other animals where they could really just decompress and, and really feel that they were safe. And they bonded really closely and they would take turns eating while the other one would watch. Um, just keep watching, make sure that they were safe. Mm. Um, and for the first few months, like our staff couldn't get within like a hundred yards of them without them running away. They wanted nothing to do nothing with Nothing to do with humans. Zero trust. Um, zero trust. And it's been amazing to see them like progress and slowly, slowly become more comfortable with humans. So now they're to the point where when I take guests in their space, they will keep eating and like let us within, you know, 15 feet of them without them running away. They they still don't like, you know, contact. I get it. Me too. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't I mean, want contact. I, I wouldn't want it either. either yeah, ever exactly. again. <laughs> like you stay where you're at. <laughs> exactly. I fought too hard to get where I am right now. But you know what? I did notice that uh -huh. even though they like kept doing their thing, they were looking at us. Mm -hmm. Like they oh, took yeah. a minute and they were they were so sweet. And I I love the power of people on social media there's mm -hmm. so many times where i'm like gosh social media really is just like not my vibe and the fact that all of these voices rallied together and said no this cow's going to a sanctuary sanctuary i'm so like keep doing that uh -huh. keep being a voice for these like incredible animals by the way I've had vegans on the podcast. Are you a vegan? I am, yeah. Okay, I got I got to do it. <laughs> At least a vegetarian. I was watching right, these cows. Yeah. I know. Am I hor I'm so You are not horrible. No, I no. Am. I No. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's not 
an option that is like available to to everybody and like you know there are a lot of barriers in place you know to to make that a sometimes really challenging right. transition so we always like to say at farm sanctuary that every time you choose a meal that's plant-based you are helping to reduce the harm so you know eat, like even doing meatless mondays is a huge help um and like maybe only eating meat on the weekends some people do right. that um and if you feel called to make that full transition like more power to you if, if you want resources we can help you with that like to learn how to do it so you know it's, it's not an all or nothing game there's there's lots of room in this middle ground to make a difference for animals and the environment and workers and communities that's something for 2023 that mm-hmm. i really would like to i mean looking at these the cows what was the one i fell in love with the big one oh, with saffron the, or cowboy saffron, saffron i know Yes, he loved, loved my your mom. mom. I was like, oh, what? No, I cannot eat this oh, no, anymore. Precious. There's a certain energy, and I definitely, I'm sure you'll talk about this at the end if it's even possible for people to visit, but like there's a certain energy when you come on a farm or you're around these animals. It's like, like so much love and positivity, and like they just want to love you, and that's why it's heartbreaking to think of like, I think they're probably born to maybe trust, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. trust us. And then they get, and then we, a lot of times our, the trust is broken. Mm-hmm. And if they're lucky, they're rescued. Um, but there's just some sort of like powerful, beautiful energy. In the eyes. In the eyes mm-hmm. and in the, but I do want to ask you about being vegan because I've got some DMs about this last time we had someone on the podcast. So... I really would like to know. So I do this thing where I don't eat meat a lot. Yeah. But when I do, I'm like, well, I'm going to look for grass-fed, free-range, organic, because at least I know, and if this is a myth yeah. bus, let me know, but at least I know the cows are living out their lives and they're on a pasture. And then when they are, um, their lives end, It's they're taken in the most humane way but is that true or that's no? a fantastic question yeah that's a fantastic and i'm so i'm so grateful that you asked that because i think that that is like a lot of people those are the perspectives that a lot of people have on those labels unfortunately um and you know we found this like th- you know throughout the farm animal protection movement just with all the you know uh, investigations that have been done over the years those labels are are largely really misleading and you know, are pretty much just a marketing ploy um, yeah. to you know, pu- pull at the heartstrings of consumers and to also get people to, you know, pay more money and things like that. So just as, as an example, um, organic dairy, for example, or I guess organic products in general, in terms of animal products, it just means that those animals uh, cannot be be given like antibiotics and hormones and things like that. But they're still, for the most part, subjected to many of the same cruelties that conventionally raised animals are like on our organic dairies as an example we've found that they're still kept indoors and milked for most of the day and are and are unable to go out outdoors for you know many hours a day with like free range eggs and cage free eggs you know those those chickens are still largely kept you know in these giant warehouses with you know a hundred thousand other birds and will hardly get access to the outdoors at a cage at a uh, at a free range facility N- no access to the outdoors at a at a cage free facility so like at a free range farm it can be you know thousands and thousands of birds in a single warehouse at the end of the warehouse there needs to be a, a small opening you know to a to a small patio it can be like a concrete patio that if you're a bird at the other end of the warehouse you'll need to wade through 
potentially hundreds of thousands of other birds to access that outdoor space. There doesn't need to be any amount of time that these birds have to spend outdoors in order to use that label free range. There only needs to be theoretical access. Mm. But advertisers, when you look at the products, they'll they'll have you believe that these birds are outside pecking in the grass, enjoying the fresh air and sunshine. Right. Yeah. Wow. Those used to be the eggs that I used to choose un until I came here on a tour one day. And, and I broke down in tears when I was told by a tour guide how, how, how those birds are. Are actually I don't even like eggs. <laughs> and like, I forget don't eggs. like really enjoy meat that much either. But I feel like, and I don't know if it's just where we live, yeah. where I feel like everything is like packed with meat or it's like, here's a full bird. Or, you know, it, it just feels like it's kind of shoved down our throats. And I'm, I don't want to say that I'm well-traveled. I don't know really yeah. what it's like outside of America. But it is strange. I feel like I just mm -hmm. have to switch the habits. Look yeah. a little deeper into the menu, right? Yeah, 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 and and you know that transition is 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 different for everybody. If it's if it's something that you want to do, I for me for myself personally, coming from a place of you know privilege myself, it ended up being easier than I thought it would be. Just just as an you know from an individual perspective, but for different people, it's it's different. It's so interesting too because I think a lot of people will say, "Well, yes, I'll eat this animal and eat that animal, but I would never eat right. this other animal." That's me. That, but <laughs> that's but, me. but that's like like say I know you know a lot of other cultures. Let's just use dogs for example because I understand other cultures um, or whoever. There are some people who consume dogs, but a, a lot of people that I know personally don't. And I learned from you today, Chloe, that pigs are just as smart, if not smarter, than dogs. Yeah. And and I think a lot of people will be like, well, I'll eat pigs because they don't really know what's going on. And like, you know, they're they're just like, whatever. They, they get killed or their lives end and they don't really get it. Like they just kind of blah, 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 all, you know, walk around all day. But that's not the case, right? It is really they're not like the case. Smart. They're super intelligent. And I mean, it's really kind of like, you know, co complicated and, and, and hard to quantify intelligence. You know, it's kind of, but... Yeah, a, a lot of scientists consider pigs to be even smarter than dogs. They're incredibly intelligent. We all know Wilbur. We we all know Wilbur. He could spell. He could spell. Hello, Charlotte's Web. <laughs> yes. We, he's an icon. He is an icon. Every animal on this farm is an icon. Real quick, the sanctuary yeah. in New York, you said it's how many acres? It's about 300 acres. It's, so a, it's gorgeous. If you ever get the chance to visit, it is it is stunningly beautiful. All right, we're going there. And tell me this, if people wanted to come yes. and visit here mm -hmm. or they wanted to make a donation, like how do people find you, donate, come and check out this facility? Oh my gosh, tell thank you for everything. those important questions. I really appreciate that. Um, so, in, so in terms of um, coming to visit for a tour, we actually offer public tours every weekend. So every Saturday and Sunday, unless it's, you know, like a major holiday or like Christmas or something. But yeah, just go onto our website, farmsanctuary.org. We have like a visit us section and you can book a tour there. Um, so we have public tours. Um, we're, we're about to launch our family friendly like children's tour. So that's going to be a little bit like mellower language geared geared towards the little ones but, totally. but still learning just about the animals and, and how amazing they are um we also have private tours so if it's you know if you want it's like a special a special experience for for you and up to 14 other people wow. um we offer private tours throughout the week um you just need to book that uh directly with us and then in terms of donations such an important question because that's how we get most of our funding we and it's it's expensive to run sanctuaries it's it's a lot of work um so if you want to make a donation same way website farmsanctuary.org yeah thank you Perfect. we will be donating 
We do have social, yeah, 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 yeah. So we have a, a beautiful Instagram. I think we we're on TikTok now, which is exciting. Yes, we have a Facebook, all all that good stuff at, at at Farm Sanctuary. Perfect. I love it. I'm so honored that you guys gave us an incredible tour. Thank you for allowing us to be here, and just keeping a voice for our like voiceless beautiful animals. Oh, it was such you guys are fucking rock stars. Part of my language. So, oh no, that's just fine. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming, and it, it was an honor to uh, to host you today. Thank you so much, and my loves, make sure you go check out farmsanctuary.org. I love you all, and I will catch you next week. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.